And boys, the dude scored 48 points, and his best play didn't involve him scoring a bucket. When he ma- when he made that pass to John Collins off the backboard, I reached for the Kleenexes, and I didn't have to sneeze. Who you betting on? Always on black, bad stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast tag. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo, back, not fired, contrary to popular belief, still a part of the podcast. As always, joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and they tried to kick me out, but I would not allow it. We are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the Wait, only did we podcast say we tried to fire that makes you, you money. Oh, yeah. You started last episode saying I was fired. That was a blatant lie. You <laughs> cannot fire me. I will not die. Because, because even though I was away, even though I was not here for the U.S. Open show and you guys did a great job with it, I love listening to Dave Esler and you guys talk golf, I did send in one pick, a nationality pick, who would be the top Italian of the U.S. Open. Dangles also had the U.S. Open best Italian. Now, now normally, when you do these nationality bets in a major, especially if there's only two or three combatants, you want it decided by cut day. You want to go into Saturday not having to worry about it. But lo and behold, all three Italians made the cut for the U.S. Open. The two Molinari brothers did very very well eduardo molinari played the fredo role he tailed off late but dangles if i had told you at the beginning of your francesco molinari bet to be the best italian that he would finish top 13 well you'd be counting your money already francesco came to play but lo and behold vincenzo and anna maria migliazzi had a masculine child and like mike corleone at the baptism of his nephew parents names as the baptism of his nephew, those are made-up names. I have no idea what his real parents' names are. Oh, Guido Magliazzi went out and slayed the Molinari clan. Tied for fourth place, Guido did, with Brooks Kepka and Colin Morikawa, two titans of the game. Guido, my guy, my new favorite golfer, T4 as the top Italian. Now, that's three straight top nationality bets for yours truly, hoping to make it four straight for the British Open show later, but dangles. I cut it over to you before we go to Drew, because I know he has a lot of things to talk about the U.S. Open. Props to John Rahm. Dangles, you had to think you had it made in the shade with Francesco finishing T-13. Look, if that's a bet I'm going to have to lose, I I think I'm okay losing it that way. You can't really account for a T-4 by a guy who's a complete no-name, and yet the complete best name in Guido Magliazzi, a fellow Paisan. Um, You can't... You can't plan for something like that. You can't plan for a T4 by a complete and total nobody like that. You can't You can't bet for not, an, and I shouldn't say that because if he did a great job. He played a, a great back end. He could have just fallen off the wagon completely after the cut, but he didn't. He went out there and he competed. Yes, props to John Rahm. Absolutely an incredible birdie birdie on the last two uh, yeah. holes. Incredible, just incredible high pressure putts. And uh, what a great story, especially after being uh, bounced from the memorial uh, when he got the news yeah. that he had COVID. But look, yeah, I'm, uh, if, if that's how I'm going to lose that bet, then, then I guess I'll, I'll, I'll take that one standing up because you just cannot plan for a performance like that. Uh, props to you, Guido. Drew, I have to say, you told us earlier that you guys are going to love 
betting golf. You're going to fall in love with betting golf. And I didn't quite believe you because I used to watch golf with my dad. I used to have a Sunday nap during it. It was wonderful television. I never thought I'd be glued to the TV if Tiger wasn't involved. How wrong was I? I have not had more fun betting golf over the past three majors. So excited for the British Open. You were right, my man. Golf is wonderful. It's the fastest growing wagered on sport in the world, fellas. And there is just, it's, it's, it's wildfire. It is wildfire. It's going to continue to grow. As you know, the variety of bets you get betting this sport is just incredible. Uh, I have learned to love it. Like I said it's second. Yeah. It's second behind the, uh, the, the, the crown jewel, the horse of which what we call the NFL as far as sports I like to bet on. And uh, we're getting better, boys. Now, I would like to refer, if you don't mind, to our text thread we have uh, <laughs> on Sunday at 2.35 p.m., uh, Tony Cavallo, uh, Drew Crookston, and uh, Matt Dangles Angentonio, which I can never <laughs> say his last name. We'll, call, we'll affectionately call him Dangles. Um, Tony Cavallo, the top Italian battle is tight. Guido, all caps. I say Guido. Now, this is the one that's going to get the listeners. That Bryson $650 free roll via prop swap is looking rice is looking nice right now. Tony Cavallo, still time to flip it. <laughs> what do I say? What do I say? I say zero chance he's gonna win. I sent that text at 524 Eastern time when he had a one-shot lead after hole eight, after he had one rotation in the ball short from an ace. Boys, he shot a 44 in the back. Holy hell. That was hard to watch, but what a tournament, man. Not only, not only did he shoot a 44 on the back, not only did he do that, but then he said afterward, it closed out with a 77, and this is a quote. This is a quote from Bryson. I don't even care. I've changed a lot attitude-wise and everything. It's frustrating in the moment when it's happening, but afterwards for me now, I don't really care as much, and here's the what gets me. I've already won it. That's how he closes it out. Are you fucking kidding me? You don't I care. Didn't know he said that. You don't care yeah. that you shot a seventy-seven down the back nine of the biggest one of the biggest tournaments on tour, a major. Fuck you. You don't care. You absolutely care. You should care. And if you don't care, then you don't deserve to be a professional athlete. Like that's that is your craft. That is what you do. And if you can't win, if you can't close down the back stretch. You're never going to do anything more than be a blip on the radar in golf. So you better get your shit together, Bryson, and better start Dangles. caring if you're going to shoot a 77. That, just, that shit pisses me off, man. Like, you're a professional yeah. athlete. This is your job. It's your job to care. I don't care if you've already won it. Why don't you want to win it again? Like, I just, I, I don't get it. And rant. But, but Dangle, Dangles, I like that. I, I would like to say I, I invested zero in Bryson in that tournament. That was a free roll, what we call in the industry. Uh, I put zero money in and only could gain money by him winning. But I would like to pat ourselves on the back. Tony strained uh, neck muscle from sucking his, his own dick with the Guido uh, rant. So we'll give him the Guido. However, uh, Diamond Day was some great picks. Yeah. Lee Westwood to make the cut, which Dangles trailed uh, that. Tailed won very, that. And Dangles, we have to correct this real quickly. It's not trailed. It's tail. Whatever. And whatever. I'm putting, tail. It, I'm putting new, and, I'm putting new okay. jargon out there into the world. Just because just <laughs> it's never been said doesn't mean it can't be part of the lexicon or the, the vernacular. He's a trailblazer. He is a trailblazer. No, I'm a tailblazer. Get it right. He's a, <laughs> he's a tailblazer for trailing bets. I love it. But we also, Xander top 10 for Shave of the Sharp and Dangles. Check. Fat Pat top 20. Check. Louis Oostazen. 
the bride, the bridesmaid, never the bride. Uh, item top thirty. I wish he had top two. Yeah. And finally, uh, Paul Casey, top three Englishmen. Uh, pretty good job, boys. Not well too bad. I had I had the winners. I had the Lee Westwood to make the cut, and I had Xander Shoffley uh, as my Brinks truck bet with a top ten finish. Nailed that. Uh, I lost out on a couple of others, namely my Brooks Kepka to be the former winner bet because of Louis Ustase and the previously mentioned yeah. South African Louis Ustase, and who had just an incredible tournament. Props to Louis coming out of nowhere uh, and playing just an excellent, excellent tournament. Boy was he, boy was he fun to watch. But not a bad U.S. Open for the West Coast Gambler. No, and we're going to point all our direction towards the British Open, the final major. We're pumped for it. We're going to be doing a show when that comes up. But today's show is all about the Friday Five. It's in the title. Again, we're going to reach back into the well. The whole gamut of sports is in front of us to bet on for the weekend. Five bets from each of the hosts here. But before we get there, I have one little bet that I want to throw out to the universe here, okay? As you've listened to this show, people will know that Schaefer the Sharp himself is expecting. He is going to become a father. It is getting to that point. There might be a few shows in the future where Schaefer just doesn't show up because suddenly he's having a kid. A baby boy Bootsy is coming out, and I can't wait. To, I can't wait to meet him. I'm so pumped for Drew. But Dangles, for me and you, we are a gambling show. I think we have to gamble on this baby in some way, Ooh, shape, or form. Absolutely. A beer bet at the very least. And so... Without any in, without any uh, intrigue or intellect from Schaefer the Sharp, I don't want any inside information here, but I will say, the average weight for a baby boy, I looked this up, is 7.7 pounds. Okay, that's the average weight for a baby boy. Now, Drew is a is a larger man. His his wife, yeah, though, he's a stout very, guy. very petite, so it's kind of mm-hmm. a mixture of both. I will put the number at 8.1 pounds, over or under the baby weight at birth. Dangles, you can go first. Ooh man, that's uh, that's tough. Well, look, I I, I want to be. I feel like I want to be rooting for the over in this situation. I want I want him to be strong. <laughs> I want you, him Daniels. to be healthy. I don't want to be. I don't I don't want to be rooting for an under with a with a newborn baby. That just seems like a bad omen to me. So I'm going over eight point one pounds. Over eight point one pounds. Uh, I, I well, since you went over, I'll go opposite of you. I don't. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking just under eight. I'm thinking seven point nine is a nice number for this kid. I'm going on the under, a slight under. And to our listeners at home, if you tweet at us the over or under eight point one pounds of this baby, and you get it right, we will shout out the listener of correct choice on this podcast when it actually happens. Shape of the sharp. Any I'll go interest one further. In I'll go one further. Oh. If, you, if you're willing to tweet us, I might. I might give a little. Uh, a little cash reward via Venmo. Oh. I can't. I can't promise. I can't promise the amount, but I guarantee you, you will be able to get a double meet with guac in Chipotle <laughs> if you choose to go that route. So yeah, feel free. You know, come on in now, guys. I will say this child is coming quick. His due date is July 10th. We had a little exam. Uh, she's measuring where she should be. Everything's on time. However, I would like to get your opinion. Uh, Early or late, let's set the date July 10th. Over or under baby boy coming July 10th. Dangles, you go first. Go again, man. You're putting me putting me on the spot here. That's a tough one. Um man, I'll go I'm gonna go I'm gonna go before. I feel like I feel like I've had a I feel like I've had a bunch of uh, uh babies in my in my family and, and my wife's family, her sisters have had kids and they've all come earlier uh than they were expected. Maybe just ever so slightly, but I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go earlier than July tenth. I'm going to go earlier as well, and Drew, I'll do you one more. I'll give you an exact date. This is not only going to be your baby, but this is going to be America's baby. 
Independence Ooh. Day for the Schaefer boy. I'm looking at July 4th it. coming in with the new year. July 4th for the Schaefer. What do you think, my friend? I, I her, His mother would love that. We've actually talked about a 4th of July baby. Me personally... Uh, very close with my late grandfather. His birthday is July 1st. My sister's youngest child, who turns two on what day? July 1st. Needless wow. to say, that was a very triumphant, emotional day for our family. If my son could share a birthday with his cousin and my grandfather on July 1st, that is the day I'd be rooting for. Everyone would win their bets. Everyone would be happy. But, of course, we're rooting for health and yes. good fortune and all that stuff. But it's exciting times, and uh, I'm glad you guys have taken an interest, and I appreciate it. I can't wait for it to happen. But before, again, before we get to the Friday Five, all I can't wait. I can't wait for the baby boy to be here. I'm so excited for you. But you do have one more thing before we go to the Friday Five, a return to the Shafer the Sharp media review. Thank you, Tony Squares. Yes, Shafer the Sharp 60-second 60, 60 media review is here. All right, boys, we are going back to the ever-popular streaming service, Netflix, where me and my wife just watched Dirty John Season 2. <laughs> now, you might remember Amanda Peet as the smoke show psycho girlfriend from the iconic classic Saving Silverman. Well, guess what? In real life, she grew up to be Betty Broderick, a psycho bitch of a wife. But was she psycho or was she driven to craziness by her Horrible husband, played by Christian Slater. Let me tell you, if I had a dime for every time I was told a young Shaver the Sharp in casting in Hollywood in the mid-2015, 16, 17s, I look like a young Christian Slater, I would be winning a lot of money gambling. <laughs> I like this. It's very bingeable. Me and my wife, Netflix and not chilled because she's almost nine months pregnant, but we definitely Netflix and not chilled. Very good show. Got through it in a couple days. On the sharp knife scale, 3.8 out of 5, 60 seconds out. 3.8. How, how do you get 0.8 yeah, of a knife we're getting, we're getting to these gonna... weird, I don't know, where it's like he's combining Portnoy's pizza Sorry. reviews with no, his own no, six, no. scale with 60 seconds with these tenths of a decimal. That was my fault. That, that, that was too Portnoy. Let's just call it even four. Let's, let's make it easy. It's a four <laughs> out of five. Four to five. All right, there you go. There you have it for the still somehow a part of this show, 60-second media review from Shea for the Sharp. But coming up next, the reason why you're listening, it's time to get to the gambles. I'm excited for it. Five bets from each of the hosts on the sports world of the weekend. Coming up next, the Friday Five. West Coast Gamblers. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access. All right, boys, it's time to put our money where our mouths are. It's time for the Friday Five. Five bets on Tony, the— Tony, do you have a piggy bank? Do you have a piggy bank, Tony? Do you keep track of your money? Do I keep— Of course I keep track of my money. Or do, you, do you have a good accountant? Do you, like, do you know, check your books? Do you have online banking? I have, I have online banking. Okay, well, our friend Matthew uh, Dangles, Dangelo Antonio uh, Dangles. Um, Dangles, listen, I love you, man. <laughs> what? I, 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 I had to cross-reference you, bud. What do we do here? We make people money. And yes. our boy Dangles picked a straight winner. I had to double check him. He mistakenly thought Louis Ustason had won the United States Open. He has not. He has won the British Open, oh, oh, but not shit. the United States Open. So, so I that cashed means that. Brooks, 
that that means Brooks Kepka as the top as as a top finisher for former champions of the U.S. Open. Cha ching, slot machine dangles. You won give it to me. plus four fifty bet. Let's give it to Dangles, boys and girls. Give it to add me. another, add another winning bet for the for the West Coast Gamblers on our US Open. Brooks Kepka, top former finisher, Dangles. Come on, buddy. Killing you got the game. It. Straight cash, homie. Love it. Kill, give killing it to the me. Game. Give it uh, to me. I love I love the good golf juju. And Louis Eustazen, actually, not to keep talking about golf, but uh, I know you can uh, win the Grand Slam of majors. Louis Eustazen is actually the bridesmaid and the Grand Slam bridesmaid. He's finished second in every single major, which Incredible. is crazy to me. But let's move on to the Incredible. Friday Five. We're going to the man who had Brooks as the top uh, former U.S. Open champion. He got that right at plus 350. Dangles, you're up first for the Friday Five. Where are we going? All right, uh, let's start with uh, the Hawks at the Bucks uh, for game two of their series. That's on Friday. The Hawks, uh, I found, are plus eight on the spread, minus 110 on FanDuel. DraftKings MGM have them at like seven and a half for the exact same price, so I'm going to get that bet at plus eight points. The Hawks are going to cover this spread. I think the Bucks win this game. They don't want to go back to Atlanta down to nothing. Absolutely not. But I think eight is a big spread. Let's talk about, can we just, first of all, Hawks are playing really really scrappy and that goes a long way I think in the playoffs second of all has there ever been a better playoff heel turn than Trey Young has taken I love in him. the playoffs is there has there ever been a better heel in the NBA he's he's right up there man like I, I you know with with like a Dennis Rod, I don't know or Rodman or something like that. he wasn't even that See, good of a heel you know he was a different kind of feel he's he's a dangerous variable variable he's waking up every day feeling dangerous um the Hawks I feel like I don't know every other playoff team to me seems to have an MO. The Hawks kind of strike me as, as sort of a cipher. If anything, they're like the silent killers. I love this team, the way they're playing right now. I do think the Bucks win this game. That's why I'm not taking the money line. Hawks plus eight at minus 110. Dangles, I love that Hawks plus eight bet. I actually played Hawks plus eight and a half in game one. Cha-ching on that one. And I've loved Trey Young as well. I will uh, come against you. I don't believe Trey Young is a true heel. Now, Drew, you don't know what that means. It's a wrestling term for the bad guy. But Trey Young to be a heel. You. you see, the Brooklyn Nets were a heel. Trey Young, to me, is more of a stone-cold Steve Austin. He's the badass babyface that's coming in, and once that glass breaks, everyone's cheering for him. He's not the goody-two-shoes babyface, but rather the guy that's going to come in, Are kick some kidding? ass, and he, take some names. He, he I crossed love a guy Young. over. He crossed a guy over in game one and did a shimmy shake the in shimmy. his face before the he shimmy. hit the three. You tell me that's not a heel move. Steve Stone-cold Steve Austin doesn't waste any— bird and chugging he, he, two beers in the corner. <laughs> come on, that's a stone-cold move. Hey, Austin guys, had his heel real, days. Let's not get shit twisted. Okay, Austin had plenty of days where he was was a heel. Maybe Trey Young turns it around and he becomes the babyface when he wins, if he wins the title for Atlanta. But right now, Trey Young is every bit the heel that that team needs to be a dangerous variable. That's why I love this team and the way that their momentum's carrying them right now. And boys, the dude scored forty eight points, and his best play didn't involve him scoring a bucket when he ma- when he made that pass to John Collins off the backboard. I reached for the Kleenexes, and I didn't have to sneeze. <laughs> what <laughs> my god how long have you had that one saved up did you just think of that or was that one that you like thought of that you wake up at two in the morning last night and you were like i've got it that's the one for the pod tomorrow i'm waiting for the glass cleaner that that actually came to me naturally because i actually told <laughs> the netflix and not chill bit i'm a little backed up i'm a little backed up okay i'm having a kid god. soon 
Drew, Drew's got the jokes today. He's on fire. But let's move on now to my Friday Five Bet, the first one, and I'm going to the Euro Tournament. We are past the group stage in the European Championship in soccer. We are into the knockout rounds. This is when win or go home. There's only 16 teams left, and I am very, very excited. It's been a great tournament thus far. If you're not watching it, I highly recommend these games. Five out of five on the knife scale of sharpness for these games. The first one that I'm going to make a bet on, has to do with Denmark and Wales. Now, Denmark, if you've been living under a rock, they're they're opening group game. Their captain and their best player, Christian Eriksen, he uh, he had a cardiac arrest on the field in the first half, had to be resuscitated on the field. He is doing fine now. I believe they uh, added a pacemaker to him. He is okay. He's not going to be playing, obviously, but props to him for surviving that ordeal and props to the Denmark team for helping save the man's life. But since then... This Denmark team, which was 10th in the world, according to FIFA, has played with a fervor. They fought back after that opening round loss to come in and make it to the round of 16, and they are playing a Wales team that is just not that good. And I believe Denmark will not only win this game, but I believe they will win this game in regulation, a.k.a. it won't go into overtime. It'll be one in the 90 minutes to start us off. And that line, uh, Denmark money line in regular time is minus 118 over Wales. That is the first bet. I'm giving on the Friday five. Let's go Denmark. Shay for the shark. Boys, uh, I hate to do a reverse pivot here, but I'm going back to the Bucks Hawks tomorrow night. I agree with you guys. I think Atlanta has played uh, fantastic basketball, and I do think that plus eight is enticing for the game. However, I do think the Bucks come out like bats out of hell in that first quarter. I'm making a rare first quarter wow. bet. The Bucks have covered this three out of the last four home playoff games. I'm just going to keep it simple, boys. First 12 minutes, Bucks minus two and a half, first quarter. That's my first bet. I like that. I like that a lot because I, I I don't know if I'd play the plus eight on the whole game. I do think Milwaukee comes out and really plays up to their snuff, and I think that's a great first quarter bet because you never know what's going to happen with Stone Cold Trey Young on the field. Dangles, what do you have for your second bet? Well, if you need another reason, by the way, to tail that uh, my my plus eight bet, Hawks five and one against the spread in the last six games where they were wow. road dogs. Jump on that right wow. now. Five and one ATS Dang, in their last coming six with the stats where they're road dogs. All right. Well, I was gonna save this until later on, but Tony, since you just made it for me, I'm right with you on this Denmark train. I for the, all the exact same reasons. This team is inspired after Christian Eriksen's Eriksen's heart, heart literally fucking stopped in the middle of a Crazy. game, and Crazy. and they. They had a lot that they needed to go their way to get into the knockout round. They lost to Belgium. They lost to Finland. They needed a lot of things to fall into place the right way for them. And all of those things happened. And guys, this is not without precedent that this Denmark team could make a run. In 1992, almost 30 years ago, this team was one spot short of making the Euros. They lost to Yugoslavia. When civil war broke out in Yugoslavia, UEFA sanctioned... um, uh, uh, the Yugoslavians, Denmark gets in, and all they did was win it all. Yes, sir. Beating Germany in the final 2 nothing. I think this team is is playing inspired. You have every reason to bet on them. I'm also going Denmark minus 118 to win in full time against the Welsh. Love it. Love it. Casper Schmeichel is the goalie's name. I, lo- I love the European his dad, his so dad, if you need another piece, was part of that 92 team that yes. won it all. If you need another reason to get on that train. 
Well, I'm, for my second bet, I'm going to stick with the Euros. Guys, I'm sick. I'm sick of being fucking left out of this Euro soccer. Can I make one goddamn bet on Euro soccer? All you guys talk, 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 talk. I have one. Listen, <laughs> you've had every Wales opportunity to bet on Euro soccer, no, and all you I'm do is bet golf. All you guys talk about is Wales and Denmark, Wales and Denmark. You don't ask my opinion. I have an opinion, too. I want to be heard. I'm going to Wales and Denmark. I mean, Disney couldn't write this shit that Denmark has been through. Their superstar almost died in their opening match. He actually did die. He fucking died. He was flatlined. They didn't clinch their spot in the final 16th in their final 16 until the 70 minute of group play. They trampled Russia, and as much as I love Wales, and I love a guy named Gareth Bale, if you ask me if I've ever seen him play, I'll say maybe. I think Denmark rides this emotional wave and gets the win. However, I do think Wales is playing with house money. They're a big underdog, so what's my bet? Both teams to score. Wow. We want we want team we want both I teams love to that. score. Great bet. Yes, plus one twenty five. Thank bet. you, Dangles. Great I want to be involved. Love that. Love that. And that's plus one twenty five. I might have to tail that. That's pretty damn good. Bo- both teams I to like score. That. Thanks, Tony. I like that. Well, uh I guess I'll go now for my second bet since Drew just had to get in there and couldn't wait his turn, which is the usual when we get to the Friday Five. He is the sharp. We like to save him for last, but God forbid he waits his turn. Let me continue down the Euro train and go to England. Now, Dangles on a a former Friday Five, he had Germany to win the group in the Euros. They did not do that. In fact, they were this close to missing the, the knockout round altogether. England won their group, and what do they get for winning their group? Third place, Germany, one of the best teams in the world, a veteran-laden team, a former World Cup winning team, and the final stand for the coach of Germany, Jurgen Love. This is it. Once this Germany team loses, Love is going to go off into the distance, and he's never won the European Championship. Now, I will say, Germany has looked awful. Not just bad. But awful. Their young kids are not ready to play except for the striker who's very good. But their old guys are just out of it. They're just not up to form when it comes to these European championships. And Germany has scratched and clawed to get here, barely beating a Hungary team that was not good at all. England, on the other hand, also has not looked up to snuff. This is going to be a game of who, not who wins, but who doesn't lose. And in my opinion, I think England is going to do just enough at home to make it to the round of eight, because if they do, they have a very good chance of making the final. As France, Italy, Belgium, Portugal, all the great teams, the favorites are on the other side of the bracket. The winner of this England-Germany game is going to be the favorite to move on from this side of the bracket. I'm taking England to advance. It doesn't matter how they do it, but England to advance over Germany at minus 125. That is my second pick for the Friday Five. Dangles, we're going to you for pick number three. All right, fellas, let's hit the ice, lace up the skates, put the pads on, bolts, aisles, game seven. The yes. Islanders, man, the Islanders. How about may, it? How about it now? Game s- yes, go ahead. May I stop you real quick? Because the last Friday five we had, Drew and I were on the opposite end of this series bet. I had the Islanders plus 200 to win this series against the Lightning. Drew took the other side of it, Lightning minus 200 to win this series. We have made it to game seven. I told you it was going to be rough. Dangles, continue. Yeah, uh, rough. Well, speaking of rough, how about game six for the Islanders losing eight to nothing? An absolute blowout. I'm staying away from sides on this game, gentlemen. Instead, I'm going to go to the total. The total for this game, well, it depends where you look. Game seven, 5.5 goals is what I'm taking at plus 132. I'm rooting for the over because who the fuck wants to root for an under in game seven? Not me. Now, DraftKings, MGM, PointsBet, Bet365 all have this game at five with the under being plus money. 
I think there's going to be ga- goals in this game. I think this ga- it's possible that this game could easily be a goalie battle, sure, and and two one. But shopping lines, I, I I just I couldn't I couldn't help but notice that 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 difference in all these other books. I'm calling shenanigans. I want the over in this game. I'm going with it. Give me goals. Give me the over. Over five and a half goals in game seven is um, plus one thirty two. If you get it on FanDuel now, that's a little interesting. I would probably stick to the five and take the minus money just so you could get a push if you hit that five game seven could be tighter than well, you, you want can, it no, to be no you, you could get mine you can get if you want to go that route you can get the under at plus money no 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 i don't want the under i want to root for goals as well i'm just saying i like that caveat of having the five push if i have to be there instead of taking the 5.5 sure, where as you a have loss. to get six i get that i'm gonna stick with the euros for my third friday five bet because again if you're not watching this talker tournament you're an idiot it's wonderful sweden versus ukraine now sweden has been one of the best defensive teams in the tournament ukraine however has been scoring a few goals i'm very interested to watch this game because sweden again could advance just based on their defense alone with a little one nil victory i am taking sweden to advance i don't believe ukraine can do it i don't believe they have enough gusto sweden to advance is minus 167 i think this is a gimme I almost made it my Brinks truck bet. There is no one on either of these teams that I could name to you right now, but just trust me on this. Follow the flag. Sweden to advance, minus 167. Shea for the sharp, thank you for waiting. Well, thank you for reminding me of our awesome futures bet, Tony. And you know what? What I like the best in the Friday Five is I like making two future to win the championship. My first one was the Brooklyn Nets. And what happened literally as I was unplugging my microphone, Kyrie Irving broke his face. Yeah. James Harden rips his hamstring off the bone. Yeah. I actually watched game six in anticipation for the Tampa Bay Lightning to move on to the Stanley Cup. And what happens with them? Their, their, leading, their leading scorer, Nikita Kucherov, goes down on the first shift. You can't make this shit up. This stuff is hard. Spina Sharp is hard. However, I'm rolling with the I'm rolling with the lightning. Of course, we got a beer bet on that, Tony. I'm yep. looking forward to that game. But that's not where I'm going. And boys, just because you have neglected me in these soccer bets, I'm gonna do a snake. I'm going for my third pick, and I'll be the first to make my fourth pick because it involves one game. And it involves your homeland, Tony Squares. The Italians. Viva la okay? Italia. Viva la Italians. Now we have, let me just, just verify here. Yes, Italy is playing Austria. Yeah. Okay. Now, Italy, they look like a fucking contender. Yeah. With my eyes, they look pretty damn good. They are beating teams with ease, and they look way too good through the middle for Austria. I think they win this game, but I think they win it handily. Now, the first bet I'm going to make is bet number three in the Friday Five. I'm going to bet Italy to score first and win the match at minus 177. Now, those odds aren't great. However, I think that is a surefire thing. I like you that. You both know I, I am not scared of laying a little tax to win some dollars. I like that bet a lot. But I'm going to double down and give you a plus money to see if we can win both of them. I know soccer, especially round of 16, teams might be playing tight, blah, 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 blah. They might hold the ball. They get a lead, whatever. I don't care. Italy, this team looks different to me. I'm betting Italy in a rare minus two. At plus 3-10, Italy to win going away. That's wow. two goals. They win by two goals. That's it's a, a push. Lot. Three. That's a lot in soccer, buddy. I, I, I'm aware. I'm aware. But remember, Dangles, now I, I kind of fronted with my minus 177 to score first, win the match. Yep. I'm doubling down. I'm going Italy minus two as my fourth pick of the Friday five at plus 3-10. 
for you, Tony Squares. Their first two games, they both won three to nil. So it's out there. They can do it. They've Not proven it before. Not and I will say, though, Drew, in that first group stage game when they scored three goals and won three to nothing, it was the first time ever in any European tournament that Italy had scored more than two goals. This team might be different. But history is against that bet. I do like that you can push on the two, though. Italy minus two at plus 310. That was his fourth bet. Dangles, what is your fourth bet? Can I just say, I, I disagree with this narrative that, that Schaefer the Sharp is being left out of these soccer bets when he shows up <laughs> to these episodes with 46 golf bets, and then he's like, I'm left out. I'm left out of the soccer bets. No, you just bet on golf every week. Okay, let's move on to my fourth uh, Friday Five bet of the week. I'm going to the baseball diamond. Let's lace up the spikes. Red Sox-Yankees again this weekend. We're coming back to Boston. Love that dirty water. We're in Fenway. Game one is on game one is on Friday last time these two teams played each other I played the over up to nine we didn't have lines on it yet we don't have lines on these game games yet either but in that last series the Red Sox and the Yankees combined for seven or more runs in each of those games so Mm. I'm playing high on the over here again I'm going to play this over up to eight up to eight on game one of the uh of the Red Sox Yankees series this weekend won it last time gonna cash it again this time Love it. Because these two teams not obviously don't like each other. The Sox swept New York in New York. Each game's total was more than seven. And this first game in Boston, the Boo Birds, you know they're going to be out. Uh, the Yankees are hitting the ball well. I think you're going to see runs, runs, runs. And speaking of you, Dangles, hitting bets in the past, Friday 5, This is um, my next bet is going to branch off of one that you've given before, too, for this European tournament. You had Cristiano Ronaldo to be the top goal scorer for the tournament. He is tied right now with Belgium's Romelu Lukaku. They play each other, Portugal versus Belgium. Both of these guys have scored a bunch of goals. It also helps that Cristiano Ronaldo takes the penalty kicks for Portugal, and they've had three in this tournament. Ronaldo scored all of them. It's going to be a good game. Portugal Portugal is the defending champion of the Euros. Belgium is the number one team, according to FIFA. It's going to be a fun game. You could take Cristiano Ronaldo to score in this game at plus 150. You could take Lukaku to score in this game at plus 160. I don't like playing those odds because uh, normally to score in these games, you're getting a plus 600, plus 700. Those are the numbers you want to take instead. I'm going to take a bet that Drew's already taken in this game. Portugal versus Belgium. Both teams to score at minus 134. This is a guarantee. These teams, Portugal is not good on defense. Belgium has let almost every team score on them, and both of these guys have offensive firepower. I think both teams to score in Belgium versus Portugal, minus 134. And by the way, the winner plays Italy, which will be the best round of eight matchup in the history of this tournament. Let uh, Drew, you've already given your fourth, so we're going to go back to Dangles. It's time to back up the Brinks truck in the Friday Five. All Dangles. Right. Brinks truck time, and I'm gonna try and uh, take a. Uh, I'm gonna try to take my sandwich out of the bag, take a page out of Schaefer the Sharp's book. We are going to the links yeah. this wow. weekend. The Travelers Championship coming off the U.S. Open. Um, got an interesting field set up here, but this is a guarantee. This is my Brinks truck bet. This is going to happen. Paul Casey plus 650 for a top 10 finish at the Travelers Championship. He's got six top 10s in 2021, and in his six career starts on this course, TPC uh, River Highlands, he's got four top five finishes and six starts. 
This is a lock, guys. He torches this course every time he goes out there and plays it. Played well at the U.S. Open, tying for 17th. I love Paul Casey to be in the mix to potentially win this, definitely in the top 10, and with great odds like that, plus 650, I feel like this is as sure a thing as you're going to find this weekend. Drew made money on Paul Casey last week in the top three Englishman division. I think uh, he likes Casey as well. I don't know what he's doing currently in this Travelers Championship, but top 10 to be plus 650, I don't hate it at all. All you got to do is make the cut and you're in business on that one. For my backup, the Brinks truck bet. Well, boys, I ask you this question. What are the two best words in sports? Game seven. In Yankees lose? Indeed. Yeah, Yankees lose. No, Game 7, Dangles. Game 7. You've already alluded to this game. We're going to the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Eastern Conference Finals. Drew and I have a beer bet on this series. I have plus 200 for the Islanders to win the series. I have plus 1,100 for the Islanders to lift the Stanley Cup. That was before they beat the Boston Bruins. The Islanders are going to go through the, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Boston Bruins, and the Tampa Bay Lightning to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. The Islanders... To win Game 7, I'm doubling down on this bet. Moneyline plus 150. Give me that money. Let's go, Islanders. The Coliseum, no one cares in Tampa Bay. This isn't going to be a Game 7 atmosphere in Tampa Bay. No, no, no. We're going to the Coliseum for the Stanley Cup Finals. They'll play either the Canadiens or the Vegas Golden Knights. It doesn't matter. They're winning this Game 7, and we're putting Drew to bed early. Game 7, Islanders, Moneyline plus 150. Schaefer the Sharp, back up the Brinks truck. Nothing's more square than uh, making a bet uh, at worse odds than you have it anyway if they were to win the game. Doubling down. I love it. Doubling down. I love it. I love it. And Dangles, listen, I love that I'm being a good influence on you with these golf bets, buddy. Um, Paul Casey uh, blazed uh, this morning to a 31 on the front. He stumbled on a 40 on the back. So currently he sits plus one. Now, as you know, we film this show at an undisclosed hour, okay? And I want to. I, I, I That's what I you say, say when you're listeners. about to date the broadcast. So thank you. Correct. But, <laughs> but I want to say something to the listeners. Tony Square has made some backhanded comment recently. Schaefer the Sharp making golf pets that you can't make. Well, let me tell you something. When Schaefer the Sharp makes golf bets, golf bets are stocks, boys and girls, okay? So you can get them on Friday morning. You can get them on Friday evening. You can get them Saturday after lunch. You can get them on Sunday before you go to church. I don't give a fuck. When I make a golf bet, you can get them at any time. I'm giving you the price that I like right now. So for my backup, the Brinks truck, I am going to the Travelers Championship, of course. Schaefer the Sand Trap's coming out. Now, if you remember, the first ever inaugural, inaugural? Schaefer the Sand Trap was a guy named Kevin Streelman. Yep. And Tony said, I don't know who that is. And he was damn close, damn close to cashing a top five at big money. Well, Streelman, he's in good spirits. He's 42 years old. He's from Duke, okay? He's smart. He's a family man. He's a man of God, okay? So he has consistently, consistently done exceptional at the Travelers Championship, and actually going to this tournament, it was his highest odds to win outright in his storied career. Right now, Streelman is sitting at three under, four shots ahead of Mr. Paul Casey at plus one. And Streelman, to finish in the top ten I didn't pick of Casey this to tournament, win. I understand, but Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Streelman, to make a top ten this weekend at the Travelers Championship, plus 175. That is my backup, the Brinks truck. Please, Anytime, 24-7, Kevin Streelman, top 10 this weekend, plus 175. Love it. 
Love when you can make golf bets that'll change as soon as this podcast comes out onto the air. It's wonderful. It really is wonderful. Paul Casey, Kevin Streelman, more props to you. Let's get those top tens in. It's all about the Euros. It's all about the NHL. We got some Hawks Bucks bet. It's all about the Friday Five, but that's it, boys. That's it. But guys, I, I gotta say, I gotta say one thing. We're almost there. 76 days away from the NFL season. 76 days away from the NFL season. I cannot wait for the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Dallas Cowboys to play to open up that Thursday night. I'm getting jittery. I have so many bets to give out on the NFL already. I cannot wait for August it possible? when we start to do our NFL shows. What's up, Dangles? Is it possible that we could see in that first Thursday night game the old creamsicle pirate helmets on the the Tampa Bay Bucks because Thursday the NFL approved throwback helmets for teams which means we can get them with the throwback jerseys now I love this I cannot wait to see what some of these teams roll out I love the Patriots red and white AFL jerseys I hope to see them a couple of times on the field this year Uh, there's some great throwbacks I'm super stoked to see some of these helmets so we may very well see those old uh, those old helmets, those creamsicle ones that I know you, Tony, love so darn much uh, we're almost on there. that first Thursday night. It is almost football season. OTAs are happening. Rookies are being written about. Can't wait. Can't, Can't wait. wait. Fancy Can't drafts wait. are coming. Can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. We're going to have an August full of NFL shows for you guys. July is going to be all about the Olympics for us. We're going to dive into the Olympics betting for the first time ever. Only once every four years you get this to do could this. Be so a we're going to make money. On, we're going to make money on the Olympics. <laughs> we have the British disaster. Open show coming up in a few weeks, but right now it's the Friday Five and we're excited for it. But that's all. For the West Coast Gamblers, for Tony Cavallo, for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, for Schaefer the Sharp. Now Drew has me messing up Dangles' last name. For Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks. We are years. the West Coast Gamblers, <laughs> a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And as always, thank you for listening. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast tags. Send the bookie, tell them, bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. Go seat to the G, West Coast game. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stacks in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. Sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Oh, he caught it. Smith. Dove C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.